alongside Luis Fernandez. Dennis Cox here with you this afternoon on 99.9 The Fan. We are live at PNC Arena in the plaza. It's a little chilly out. It, 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 I don't, it's I'm a not, little bit chilly out. I'm, I'm not, not trying lie. to feed into the like the New Jersey understanding of cold versus the North Carolina understanding of cold, but yeah, it's oh, it's chilly. It's, it's yeah, it's chilly. And it's it's cloudy and overcast. Bring the, a jacket. The wind is you know circulating around here quite a bit. Yeah. So have your hoodie on. But if you're tailgating here. Perfect time to stand by the grill. Yes. Perfect time to stand Ooh. by the grill today. Ooh, but some brats. Yes. Good call on that. Puck drop is just after 7 o'clock tonight here on the fan. Stormwatch with Adam Gold begins at 6. Begins at 6 o'clock. If you want to hear the local broadcast, you have to listen to it here on 99.9 The Fan because it's strictly national television broadcast. So no Bally Sports. But you will hear Mike and Trip on the radio call here on 99.9 The Fan. So you will get that. If you want the devil's commentary, you can just listen to the ESPN broadcast because that's, that's, <laughs> that's the way to do that. Hey, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me <laughs> no, I'm wrong I, when it comes to that. I didn't say that. anything. I didn't say tell anything. Tell me I'm wrong when it comes to that. But this is a – I'm very much looking forward to this series because these two teams, I think, play a very similar style of play. Mm. In terms of – I know you're a big stats guy. I am. In terms of stats in the regular season, natural stat trick has a, a stat that they, they calculate called high-danger scoring chances. Yep. And – the Devils were number one in the NHL in high-danger scoring chances a game, 12.1. Canes were second at 11.8 per game. Yeah. So pretty even, basically 12 for each. Yep. All right? A slight a slight deviation here or there. But nevertheless, these two teams play a very similar style. Speed, up and down the ice fast, and they also like to trap you in the neutral zone. So I don't know. This is going to be a fun style hey, styles make fights this is going to be a fun one yeah no i mean it's when you look at just kind of the the grand scheme of things right with this with the round two in the nhl in general i think this is going to be the closest series like yeah. this is the one where it just feels the the best match well you I mean look at the the standings and the points right canes finished with 113 devils finished with 112 with 112 like, I mean, it's like a, it, it's they right were, there they were right there neck and neck and yeah. it took the canes winning the final game of the regular season in order to be the the be the winner of the metropolitan division over the devils yeah it gave him home ice advantage. We'll get into home ice advantage in, in a little bit. Or mm. is there such thing as home mm. ice advantage? Foreshadowing. In the playoffs. Now, EJ Raddick of the NHL Network did talk about the Devils and the Hurricanes. They do have a history. These two franchises playing against each other in the postseason, including on Stanley Cup runs for the for the Carolina Hurricanes. They have These two teams have played each other a lot in the playoffs in the past. EJ Raddick, NHL Network, on the Devils and Hurricanes being a big old rivalry in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah, well, I mean, the Devils and the Canes have had some really good playoff series in the past, and the Canes have had a lot of success against the Devils. I don't think the Devils fans were that eager to see the Carolina Hurricanes come around. <laughs> they've, they've dealt some, some ugly blows in the past. That's DJ Raddick of the NHL Network who joined Adam Gold earlier today. We're actually going to talk to Jamie Hurch of the NHL Network at 3.30. By the way, as well, for Panthers fans, quick note, Scott Fitterer, general manager, is going to join us at 4 o'clock today. But there is a history between these two teams, and that's something that I, I like is that even for Canes fans who are new to the area, maybe you're new to the team, if you start looking back at the history of these franchises in the playoffs against each other, when the Canes made a Stanley Cup run in 2006, they had to get through Martin Brodeur and the Devils. When they mm. went to the Stanley Cup in 2002, the Stanley Cup Finals, they lost to Detroit, but they still had to get through the Devils to get there. So these franchises have seen each other quite a few times in the postseason, and that excites me a little bit because I think it's it's an opportunity for these two franchises. I know a lot of Canes fans, including myself, we wanted to see the Rangers. We want to run that back from last season, but this is still going to be an atmosphere 
between these two teams that's going to be contentious but yes. in a good way no I, I think there's like respect there but obviously yeah. when you when you are a, a, a franchise that's trying to break through and win your first stanley cup in uh, more than 20 years for the devils like you yeah. you are nervous to face a team that has had your number in the postseason i know they haven't met since 2009 but this is their fifth total uh you know meeting in the fifth series in the postseason between the two and the canes have won three in a row yeah oh two oh six oh nine like that's mm-hmm. If if you're if this were flipped and it's the Canes looking at the Devils, Canes fans might be a little bit nervous right now. But instead, they're in a position where, I don't know, you kind of have that uh, subliminal kind of subconscious kind of you know advantage behind the scenes. Does that mean anything to any of the players or the coaches? I don't know. For fans, it's nice. Well, we're going to get into the goaltending because we Canes didn't skate this morning. We did the goaltending here a little bit. But there's been an underlying factor in all three of those series, 02, 06, 09. Rod Brindamore. Rod, Rod Brindamore. Brindamore knows how to beat the New Jersey Devils. People want to talk, who's the X Factor? It's Rod. He, he's who's who's gonna be out there? Who's who's starting in that first line? Oh, they, is that Rod's music? Oh, yeah, he comes exactly. out there, the gear and ready it's to just, go. Yeah, he might do that, but no, it, but that is actually an underlying thing, is actually Rod Brindamore knowing the history that he has had with the Devils. And Rod Brindamore actually spoke about that earlier regarding his history against the Devils as a player with the Canes. And like you just said, I'm the only one. Nobody remembers any of that stuff. So, um, but yeah, we've had definitely, I mean, I've had some fond memories of, of the series against these guys. Um, and hopefully we'll, <laughs> I guess, have another one. That would be, be great. So we know it's going to be tough and they got a great team. Yes, they, the, the Devils they do. do have a great team and they finished third in the league and points in the regular season, just behind the Carolina Hurricanes, who are second. We'll get into how the Canes have home ice advantage throughout the rest of the playoffs and things may have sh- shook out bracket-wise, mm-hmm. if you want to say, quote air quotes, bracket-wise, for the Carolina Hurricanes in just a moment. But Rod is that underlying factor in, in all of this. Yes. And there's a reason why his, his name is up there in the rafters. There's a reason why he's a Hall of Famer with this franchise. There's a reason why he should be a Hall of Famer in general. In general. Yeah. But he has that history against the Devils. Now, again, the players are completely different. Everything's completely different since then. I get that. But it's still. It matters. It still matters. It matters in a it sense. It still matters in yeah. a sense. No, I absolutely agree. I mean, it just, I mean, you look at what he accomplished. I mean, he, uh, with the Canes, he played in all four series that they mm-hmm. did. Had four goals, scored in 0-1, had the game four overtime winner. You know, Canes going to lose that series. But, but still. Um, you know, he, he has that history. He's someone that the players can lean on. He's someone that it gives you confidence, in, in my opinion. If, if I was a player for him in this situation, it would give me confidence going against the Devils. All right. Third thing going into this mm. game. All right. Rob Brindamore did not disclose this morning who the Canes starting goaltender is going to be. The Carolina Hurricanes did not have a morning skate today, which makes sense because after beating the New York Islanders in game six on Friday, they had Saturday off. They had Sunday off. They practice Monday and they practice yesterday. Yep. Don't need to do a morning skate today. Everyone's fresh and healthy and ready to go. So we don't know who is starting in goal for the Carolina Hurricanes. We don't. Now, Freddie Anderson in game six against the New York Islanders is the first time that we've seen in two seasons Freddie Anderson actually play in the playoffs yeah. for the Carolina Hurricanes, something that he was brought here to do. Rob Brindamore has said it as much that, hey, we brought in Freddie to be the guy in the playoffs. Nothing against Auntie Ranta. Ranta was good in those first five games against the New York Islanders. But in game six, Freddie Anderson stopped 34, I'm sorry, 33 of 34 shots in 
2-1 overtime win. Out of his he mind. He was great. He was fantastic. He kept the game 1-0 before Sebastian Ajo tied the game in the middle of the third period. The Canes in the first two periods didn't play well at all, but Freddie kept them right there, and they were able to come back and get the win. So my question for you, Luis Fernandez, yes. who starts in goal I, and why? I need a why. I, okay, and why? I need um, a why. I think you, you mentioned it in that. Okay. And, and this is what I will I will go with is it, it has to be Freddie Anderson. Okay. And I think it's because that's the reason you brought him here. Sure. You saw what he did in game six. You ride that momentum. You see what you have. Fortunately for the Canes, they do have two goalkeepers that can fill that void. They can come in there if needed. Mm -hmm. So I, I would go with Freddie just because of what he was able to do in game six. I think it's it's a great sign to him, continue to boost his confidence. Is, see if he can do it again. I mean, what what do you what do you have to lose in that situation? Besides the game, the game one. Besides, <laughs> besides game. game one. Besides game one. I hear I I will say this though. Yeah. Anderson did not play against the Devils at all this season. Fair. Ronta only made one start. Now the Canes won, it was on New Year's Day. Canes won at five four in a shootout. Ronta had an 875 save percentage in that game. So it didn't play very well. No. It's a New Year's Day game. Pyotr Kochekov started the other three games, went one and two. So I don't know. You could you could you can angle this both ways. Advantage Freddie because you know what? They haven't seen me yet this year. Or is it an advantage Devils in the sense of Freddie hasn't seen the Devils yet this year in terms of I don't know how they play, their speed, and all that. And all, you know, if that makes sense. It, it does. No, and I, I think it's more advantage. You can angle it either way. I, I think it's more advantage them not seeing Freddie this year, sure. personally. All right. I'll take your word on that. That's Luis Fernandez. Dennis Cox here with you. We're live at PNC Arena. We're in the plaza right between PNC and Carter-Finley Stadium. We're going to be live here until 6 o'clock when Stormwatch with Adam Gold begins. Puck drop tonight with the Devils just after 7 o'clock here at PNC Arena. We talked about a lot as the regular season wound down about the Canes needing to win the Metropolitan Division so they could have home ice advantage. That way they didn't have to play the Rangers or Devils in the first round of the playoffs, mm -hmm. but also you had home ice getting through as the wind is taking things I'm over right now. Gusting. But it is quite gusting. Holding on. Holding on for dear life over here. But we talked about the need to have home ice advantage for the Canes. But it didn't matter in the first round of the no. playoffs. 62% of the games in the first round, 31 of 50 games in the first round, won by the road team. Wow. The road team was 31 and 19. And then in 14 overtime games in the first round, the road team won 11 of those 14 games. Wow. 11 of those four teams. So we talked about home ice advantage and then being able to control the matchups and things along those lines. So for people that don't know in hockey, the road team, when there's a stoppage in play and you see the line changes taking place, the road team has to put their has to do their line change first. Yes. So the home team has the opportunity to match what the other team is doing based off of like, oh, we see Nico Heischer's line. That was one of the top guys for the New Jersey Devils. We see him out there on the ice. Oh, we want to make sure that Jordan Stahl is out there against them. We can make that adjustment during a face-off. You can do that at home, whereas on the road, it's vice versa. It's flipped. So the other team has the ability to make those changes uh, based off what you do. Did it matter? No. Clearly, overall, did not matter in the first round. This is why I said in a moment ago before we went to break, this is why winning on home ice has to matter for the Canes. Like, or I, I think it matters even more because if you can go up 2 nothing at home, 
You already went two and one on the road in the in the New York well, against the New York Islanders. You have to take care of home ice. Yes, you have to. Well, and more more so than I think in any other you know seven game series playoff sport, sure. if you will. I I also think part of it is just that the hockey's never been better. I, yeah. I think there there's a lot of depth and a lot of talent with these teams. I think the Panthers are a prime example. They yeah. they they seem to be running into this streak of you know teams that that have the best record and then they, they lose and then they come back next year and they're great. You know, whether it be the, the lightning or the Bruins or whoever that might be. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that just the, the depth uh, of the playoff teams, I mean, Rod Bridmore, he's prone to coach speak in some ways, but he mentioned it uh, earlier this, this week. It's, you know, the, you just got to get to the dance. Yeah. You, you get to the Stanley cup playoffs and then you see what happens. I, I think that's what we're seeing unfold in a lot of ways is these teams that are the quintessential, the road teams like the Kraken, for example, last night, they're just prepared. They're ready to go. Speaking of that, yeah, both teams yesterday, Kraken came back and won in overtime, another road overtime win yep. yesterday. They came back and beat the Dallas Stars yesterday. They trailed 2-1 in that game. Then the Dallas Stars came back and tied at 4-4. Kraken won in overtime. And the Florida Panthers. Yes. The Florida Panthers, who were the last team in in the Eastern Conference, beats the Boston Bruins in the first round. Boston Bruins had 65 wins in the regular season. Most in NHL history, most points. They win on the road in overtime in game seven against Boston, and they get a road win yesterday against the Toronto Maple Leafs. So this brings up my next question here for you, Lewis. Yes. Bracket-wise, Tampa Bay, out. Uh Rangers, out. Uh Bruins, out. Indeed. This is shaping up pretty well if you're the Carolina Hurricanes, no, right? No, I, I agree. I, I think, but if you're the Devils, you're probably thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, but the difference is the Canes are right and the Devils are wrong. I Tell me why. <laughs> no, I think with the Canes, uh, you, you knew coming in that they had injuries that they were going to have to deal with. Yeah. They got a bit of an unlucky draw at the end of the regular season with how all of that unfolded. So in my mind, you're, the competition needs to drop to your level a little bit. Okay. And with some of these upper echelon teams getting knocked out, you're giving yourself an opportunity to be able to compete. Because those other teams that you're facing, that, you know, if, if things continue like this, whether it be the Panthers or, or, you know, whoever might be even further than that, in my mind, they already had some disadvantages going in. They weren't a team like Boston that seemed immortal, that seemed impossible to beat yeah. on paper at the very least. Um, so I think that works out for them. And also, I, I very much believe in the notion of a team of destiny. Okay. I think I'll tell you why. I think that throughout the course of any of these type of playoffs that are bracket in in notion. Yeah. I think which is all of them. I don't know why I'm saying that like there are non-bracket playoffs. Um it, what ends up happening I think is you see these little keys start twisting and okay. you see opportunities become available and it leads the teams getting to the championship in some way shape or form. Do they right. always win? No, they don't. No. But I think what's happening here is the ground has been set for the Canes to become that team of destiny. Now they just need some things to fall into place with the Devils. All right. So what needs to fall into place? I think that it's you're gonna. Well, they're dramatic. You know that. You know the Canes. They play in a dramatic fashion. These games always seem to be pretty close. Yeah. So what's gonna end up happening is you need to come on the the winning side of some of these really tight games. Sure. Some of these quit like these overtime type things. You need to have those quintessential moments. When I see a team in the playoffs have quintessential moments, that's when I start to think to myself, team of destiny. So. Obviously, you could go through here and just like blow out the Devils. I'm sure that'd be great. I'm sure Canes fans would love that. Oh, absolutely. But have some of these tight moments, home ice, securing that. Maybe it's the kind of thing where you go to a game six or game seven. Tight moments come out on top in those, whether it be overtime or or late in the third period. All right, so here's 
here's why I will say the Devils are probably thinking the same thing. Hey, we're a team of destiny. Things are shaking out perfectly for us because they went into the series against the Rangers yeah. with home ice advantage. They lost the first two games. They gave up 10 goals in those first two games. Vanacek, their goalie, terrible. Save percentage in the low 80s. You know what? Let's put this rookie, Akira Schmid, who had 24 NHL appearances in his career before the postseason. Oh, and then against the Devil or against the Rangers in games three through seven, all five of those starts, he goes four and one with a 951 save percentage and a goals against of 1.38, including two shutouts. A shutout on the road in game seven, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Actually, no, I'm sorry. It was at home. It was at home. Uh, but nevertheless, two shutouts during that stretch, but it did have a shutout in game seven. It did come at home. My apologies on that. But nevertheless, they're probably thinking, hey, we got this rookie goalie that's popping in, riding hot. Let's ride this hot hand. Maybe we're the team of destiny. Maybe that. Maybe that's what they're thinking. I don't know. Why not? If you're a devil stand, you're probably thinking that. It's like, you know what? You've gotten squat from Timo Meyer that you acquired at the trade deadline, gave up a whole haul for him, yeah. and he has zero points. Timo Meyer, the guy that a lot of Canes fans wanted here on this team, zero points in seven games in the playoffs a, for Timo Meyer. That's not a lot. Mackenzie McKeckern, who's not even going to play tonight <laughs> for the Carolina Hurricanes, didn't even play in the NHL this whole season, has more points in the postseason than him. I'm just all, that's all I'm going to say. But I digress. But I, but I digress. But maybe the Devils are thinking that, too, is that we were down 0-2 to the Rangers, had to go on the road, and we won four out of five games, three of them on the road. But I, I'll say this. I think Akira Schmidt, I think they're, because he is a rookie, because he seems to be coming out of nowhere, there is he's not being given as much credit for what he did do in the regular season. In, sure. in five-on-five situations, his uh, in 18 games, his save percentage was uh, 92%. He was 924. So he had this kind of foundation to build upon. I think he's susceptible. I, I don't think you're going to be able to continue with the way he was playing. Like he was just standing on his head and two shutouts, right? In the, in, in the series against the Rangers, mm-hmm. he only had one the entire regular season. Yeah. So I'm, I, I just, I look at it like that. And I, I do think that when you look at the power play specifically, you look at special teams, I think that the Canes just match up so much better with the devil. So Team of Destiny to an extent, but you gotta you gotta put the reality in there in some ways. Uh, we'll get we'll talk to Jamie Hirsch of the NHL Network here in about five minutes, but I do want to get her thoughts on this. The Devils just played two days ago. Canes mm. haven't played since Friday. You can sit there and say, "Well, rest for the Canes," which is good, but you're also looking at an every other day schedule for the New Jersey Devils. Can a rookie goalie like Schmid? handle the rigor of playing every other day after having had to start the last five games in a row. Can he handle that? Are they going to have to go to Vanacek at some point? Can that rookie goalie stand up against the Canes when it comes to a seven game series? Again, game five, I'm sorry. Game two is Friday. Game three is Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Monday, every other game schedule. Can the rookie who's already having to have having to endure what he did against the Rangers handle that? That's to be determined as well. That's Luis Fernandez, Dennis Cox here with you. Victoria on site producing for us here on 99.9 The Fan. We're at PNC Arena getting you set for game one between the Devils and the Hurricanes. 